Good evening, everybody. Boa noite a todos. <risos> Bem-vindos ao Spirit Reflections. Meu nome é Fred Gouveia e hoje temos uma noite muito especial. Tonight we have a very special evening of a simultaneous translation. We're going to have our special guest Christian Sundberg. And we're going to have them, him, his, our conversation simultaneously translated to Portuguese by Raquel Ilha, who is here, and you may be hearing her voice. This is a first for us. It's an attempt to synchronize two channels of conversations at the same time to Facebook, to Twitter, to LinkedIn, and to YouTube. So, ask your questions, your comments, and sit around the fire with us because this is all about gathering around the fire. And I'm going to invite Christian now to our studio. Welcome, Christian. Good evening. Good to have you with us. Thank you, Fred, so much. It's great to be here. <laughs> As you know, Christian, uh, Spirit Reflections was started in 2020 with the intention to gather people around this mythical fire. So just like the hunter-gatherers of ancient times, we used to live in small tribes, small communities, and at the end of the day, we would sit around the fire in nature, look up in the sky, chant, share jokes, share personal things, cry, laugh, and wonder, where are we? Where are we going? Where do we come from? Why are we here? So these are the big questions in our minds and hearts. And so hopefully we leave every episode of Spirit Reflections a little more comforted, a little more enlightened, a little more appeased, and with a lot more uh, energy to investigate the spiritual realm in any way, shape, or form. So, with that said, I'd like to ask you to tell us about your personal journey and also the fascinating memories that you have from prior to coming to this earth. Thank you very much, Fred. <laughs> so before I get started, it's okay if I continue to hear Rachel in my ears, but I was just wondering, could we ever turn her down or um, perhaps a mirror for me? If not, I'll just continue. And I, I think no best way would be to remove the headsets. Okay, no uh, problem. That's fine. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. So the story that I'm going to share tonight is completely beyond language. Um, I really need to start with this because the higher realms that we come from and our true nature is just so beyond the forms of earth. <laughs> you know, while we're here and while we're human, we really deeply believe in certain forms, certain ideas. Right. And what we really are just so vastly transcends those ideas you know just just to take a couple yeah. like linear time and discrete location <laughs> we exactly. we think those are fundamental properties of reality and they're not so as i attempt to speak to this it's just it's just so beyond language that it just cannot be said um, i recently spoke with a near-death experiencer who, who was saying to me, you know, it's like, as soon as you open your mouth, you've destroyed it. <laughs> and yeah. I really feel like that. Because so time I just and have space to say that are subjective first. and relative, right? I'm sorry? Because time and space are subjective and relative, right? I'm going to be careful to speak to the nature of time and space while we are here in <laughs> okay. the linear reality. We do experience time and experience space. <laughs> leave it at that there are layers of time 
But but your tale of pre-birth memories, they transcend the time and space that we perceive, yes. at least in this current conscious reality, right? Yes, that's true. So the memories that I'm going to share simultaneously feel extremely ancient, unspeakably ancient, and also that they are happening right now, <laughs> simultaneously. There's a simultaneity of time right now with these experiences. So they do happen in a higher um, layer of time or something. I don't know how to speak to that from here, though. I hear you. Okay. So I remember long, long ago, before I had ever been physical, coming across a being who had been physical. And when I came across this being, I was completely overwhelmed and humbled by the quality of his nature, his essence. It was just so beautiful and full of love and peace and joy and power. And Christian, I do you remember that. the yeah. physical appearance of this being? So in this experience, it was, it's hard to explain. There was a visual experience, but there was also an intense feeling of being connected, not only to this individual, but the entire environment. And we were a part of a large group of beings that were doing some activity. We're going somewhere. I don't know where we were going, but I remember being with many of us. And this one being was in our group. He was just one of us. But his quality, his essence was so perceivable. It was so tangible. And when I felt it, I was like, oh, like, wow, like what so did you feel the love that came from do? this? Being. Yes, he was so loving and he was so powerful. And I said, what could you possibly have done <laughs> to be this, to have become this? And he shared how, with how me. How did you achieve this level of energy, right? Yeah, right. This level of being, this level of expression and knowing and feeling. And he shared with me. So telepathically, it's not words that he had lived physical lives and he shared in particular one life in which he had experienced a long-term pain, a chronic ailment. And the way with which he met that ailment, the way that he uh, processed it and refined himself through being loving through it, ref just really refined the quality of his nature and his essence. So and I it was, was so through that painful reincarnation that was a lot of suffering and pain. He learned how to refine this feeling of love. So it's not that the reincarnation itself was painful. It's that while he was human, he had an ailment, a pain that oh, he could okay. not escape. And it was how he chose to meet that unrelenting experience. He met it with love and with acceptance and with openness and allowed it to refine him rather than destroy him, <laughs> rather than crush him. Got it. Got it. But it's very hard to explain in language because okay. it's an energetic thing. It has to do with the quality of intent that he brought to that experience. It was um, the amazing. The quality of the intent that he yes, brought that, to that experience. That's key. That's, that is a term that comes from the physicist Tom Campbell, I love that term, uh, quality of intent, because I think it's so important and integral to what we're doing in the physical. What intention do we bring into any choice, any context, every context, every choice, every small little choice? Are we meeting it with love or are we meeting it with fear? And in this case, this being had met his difficult experience with love rather than fear. And so I was deeply inspired. <laughs> just, I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Like I was just so deeply motivated. And he said something to the effect of, yeah, that's what they all say. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, kind of not, not brushing me off, but kind of like, yeah, it, it's easy to say that. And easier said, no, said I, that I than done right i just persisted and i said no I, i'm gonna do this i mean it and he said well it's difficult in a way that you've never known before <laughs> and i said that's okay i'll do it and he said okay go talk to your guides okay so i did and i don't have immediately after that 
but I know that I've lived many lives after that. But a quick, quick question, Christian. Yeah. When, when he turned to you and he said, okay, talk to your guides, do you recall going and talking to your guides to request that experience? I don't recall that conversation, but I remember going in that direction. And I remember then living many times. So there's a lot of memory missing there. But I so, went and found him later after I had lived many times. I and I had see. a conversation with him and shared with him that I was doing this. And he was very encouraging. <laughs> I see. So you, at some point after a few lives, you meet him again in this place. We'll many call it lives. A place. Yes. Many lives. And sort of you come to him in this moment like, okay, I've got more baggage now. I've got more to offer, right? Right. It was like I had processed a certain amount of experience. I had okay. developed in certain ways. I had grown through the integration of many different experiences, but I was nowhere near where he was <laughs> yet. I see. Um, I don't mean I don't mean to make this sound linear like on duality because we transcend duality we right. use we use duality we use contrast as a tool um, exactly so it's not just a linear process but yet we do evolve you know we do grow and refine refine is a good word I see. And I'll take this opportunity uh, to share the screen here, everybody, because Christian has a book fresh off the press, which he published just a few months ago in June of this year, which tells the entire experience of his pre-birth memories, the insights that he gained and our journey here on the earth and I'd love if you could briefly talk about that Christian that this is a book that you are giving away for free and you are very astonished by the response of people so far right yes so the book is something that I felt very deeply needed to be brought into the physical I feel that I simply received and translated for spirit. <laughs> like I, I only feel like I partially wrote it. Um, the book is not primarily about my experience. It is primarily a way to attempt to articulate our place, the place of the human experience within the larger spiritual context. And I wish to encourage the reader and help them feel who they really are <laughs> underneath this human experience, you know, because when we can get in touch with that, it's very empowering, you know, because our true nature is full of love and joy and power. And if we can feel that while we are human, then it is very powerful. It really helps us to not only fulfill why we've come, but to actualize love in meaningful ways for each other. And so that's really what the book is meant to do. And a lot of people find that kind of insight either through meditation practices, but a lot of them through near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences, yes. which I read in your bio, which you also have had out-of-body yes. experiences, right? Yes. So, so right now my body is 41 years old. When I was 30, I took up a long-term meditation practice. Okay. And after a few months of meditating, I began to have non-physical experiences <laughs> and I did wow. not, I did not expect that, that at all. And it was in fact, extremely shocking, <laughs> not subtle and very worldview altering, you know, like, okay, my, Do my world called the very first one that you had where you found yourself out of your body. And what was that reaction? Yeah. So the first non-physical experience I had, I was, at first having a dream and in the dream I dream I dreamt that I was going to die and in my dream I told myself okay let go <laughs> you can go now and suddenly I woke up but I but my body didn't wake up I woke up and I was in a state where I could feel 
and here a very, very extreme vibration like a jet engine was on either side of my head. <laughs> and it was so loud and so violent that I was terrified because I was in this state that was not subtle. It was very, very shocking. And I stayed there for about 10 or 12 seconds. And then I woke up and I jumped out of my bed and I was sweating. And it was very startling and frightening, actually. Um, but that was just the first step, I think. Since then, I've had a good number of at least, at least short <laughs> out-of-body journeys. I've okay. had four times where I've been able to meet someone in a non-physical environment that I know on Earth right now and have been able to confirm it. I've had other confirm. times that I have failed to confirm it. <laughs> I like to try to do this. It's fun. Um, but for four successes, at least in my own journey, I think that's uh, you know, it's good to seek that proof. But yeah, when you're and, there, it's more real than this reality. There's no, right. there's no ambiguity. <laughs> yeah. And Christian, in the other attempts of going out of your body, so did you provoke those? So you consciously endeavored to leave your body or you just suddenly found yourself out of your body? Yeah. I've only had one time where I intentionally was able to have that kind of experience. Every other time it has been spontaneous. Spontaneous. And cool. uh, that's okay. Sometimes from a waking state, but usually while my body is asleep. Um, Something that really fascinated me when I first learned about you and I saw an interview that you did on another channel, which I don't recall the name of the channel now. But what, one thing you mentioned is that, and you, I'll ask you to take us there in more detail, Yeah, is when you were preparing to come into this life. Yes as you were disconnecting sort of, so to speak from the other realm you started to experience fear yes and so, you yeah. caused a spontaneous abortion in the womb of your future mother yeah okay i, so I kind of spoiled the end but i no, did no, want no. you to take so, us there no I'll, I'll jump right in so the majority of my pre-birth memory is of a time that is somewhat immediately preceding this life. Okay. I had taken a long break and I, I, um, I don't want to say resisted, <laughs> but I was very hesitant to return for a while. I took, I was just resting <laughs> for a very long time. And this guide okay. kept coming to me and asking me, are you ready to go back yet? Are you ready to go back yet? <laughs> and putting him off for a while and saying, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet. And finally saying, okay, I'm ready. And reviewing with this guide the state of, like, who I was, what I had been, what I had done, what I had experienced. And it was like reviewing, this language is so crude, I, I, I hate putting it in the language, but it's like looking at, like, a bar chart or something, like a graph. <laughs> and I could feel all the different things I had experienced and qualities I had experienced and where I, where I had developed and where I was strong. But I could see very clearly this one area that was just so obviously up an issue for me. Uh, it, it, and it was something that had bested me, overcome me in a previous experience. And the best way I can describe it is it was a fear. A and fear. Okay. A fear. Yeah. A, a specific low vibrational experience that in the past had overcome me and led me to be a rather damaging person in my previous gotcha. experience. Gotcha. So I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to integrate this and, and face it and process it because I knew that if I could, there would be this tremendous expansion, this tremendous growth of being and expansion of power, not just for myself, but that I would be doing something very deeply meaningful for the whole but I knew even from that point of view, how extreme it was and how it may be very difficult. So I asked, is it even possible? <laughs> Can it even be done? Uh, in all of creation, has it ever been done? And being told, yes, yes. And you have all of time available to you to do so. There's no hurry. And I just, oh, felt, I see. So he's, and I the, God, the being. being said, there's no hurry, but it is definitely possible. 
not definitely possible. And, and there wasn't a stressing on that, but it yes, it is possible. It, it can be done. It is okay. it, like I knew that if any being had ever done something this extreme in this direction, like it was just in one certain direction that was very extreme. I knew that if it could be done, then I would I would be able to do it. I could do it because I had total confidence in the strength of my spirit, who I am. I knew the, the awesome. great strength and the immortal power of my being, <laughs> you know? Awesome. So, um, so I said, okay, that's what I want to do. And, and they brought me a life, a, a physical life that was perfect for this purpose. So when you said they brought you a physical life, they presented you with a plan, a blueprint for a future life, right? Um, no, they presented me with a, an opportunity. An opportunity, got like it. a uh, an avatar slot, <laughs> like a a, ch a character slot, a chance to be a person. I I'm actually I I'm only I'm not even a hundred percent sure that it was human. I think it was human, but it was okay. a, a physical life with a lot of intelligence that would have gone along with it, cognizance. So I, I believe it was human. Okay, but I reviewed this life, and I knew that it was very very appropriate for this purpose of mine to meet this fear and to integrate this depth of difficulty. And so I was super excited. Like I was just so excited. If there's one emotion that I can really express about this pre-life plan process, it's just so much excitement. It's a feeling of bliss, right? You're going to finally of, overcome this this obstacle. Yes, and bliss is natural to what we are. We are already bliss. This is more like excitement at being given such a precious, precious opportunity. I just can't stress enough how God. precious it is to be given the chance to play a human, <laughs> to be a human. It's, it's like being given the most precious gift in the world because Indeed. there are only so many slots. There's only so uh, many chances exactly. and there are way more spirits than there are chances. What you... What you're so, seeing is so true, Christian, for those of us that follow the channel and are familiar with the books of Spiritism, they say very clearly there, uh, the spirit author Emmanuel talks about how there's a massive line in the spirit realm yeah. awaiting opportunities to yes. be reincarnating in physical bodies. And so yeah, it's definitely a, a true gift to be here. It is. And there is a, a sense of, you know, if you are given the opportunity, it means that you are strong enough. <laughs> right. You know, like they don't, it's not, not everybody will be able to sign up for this dense of an experience, especially yes. in the beginning. It's an, this is an extreme environment <laughs> being yeah. human. For sure. <laughs> so, okay. So in this case, I reviewed the life and I accepted it. And then I accepted the veil. Okay, the veil meaning the the um, the constraints in consciousness space that go along with being physical and be, having a body. Right. And right. the way I like to describe it is, if you imagine the being, the body of your awareness, connected to everything, and full of total freedom and total bliss and total joy, and the vibration is very very high. Accepting the veil is diving from that very high place down, 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 down into very extreme limitation. And yeah. I like I like to describe it like an amplifier that produces a pitch like. And then you turn down the knob. <laughs> it's very and then when you get to the bottom, you turn it down some more. And then, and then you turn it down some more, and then more, more, more. <laughs> I mean, it's just a ridiculous drop in vibration. A drop in vibration. And down yeah. to a place where, I, at least for me, it felt separate and alone. Separate and, and alone. Yeah, now I'm feeling. separate from everything. Now I'm alone, and it felt like an erasing an erasing of everything that I am. An erasing, like a delete. Yeah, like, okay. and, and an obscuring of my knowing. You know, all the larger part of myself and my connection with everything was gone, <laughs> it was just gone. And so I was in 
a place that felt very dark and alone. A, and a place that felt very dark, yeah. And so I was in the womb. I was in the body that was to be mine. And I was only there a very short time. And I said, you know what? I am not doing this. This so is so just dark. To situate, just to situate yeah. our listeners. Yeah. You find yourself in the womb of your mother inside your future body. Current body at the time, new body. <laughs> right. And at that moment, your spirit was like, nah, I'm out of here. No, exactly. thank you. I'm done. Bye. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not proud of it because, you know, it, it, was, uh, it was an act of fear. I was afraid. Even though I had never been, I hadn't been born yet. But I reacted strongly in fear to the separation and to not knowing, you know, who I was. Right. And I said, I'm not doing this. So I summoned my might. I summoned my strength and I fought my way out. I pushed my way out back past the veil. I, I uh, like punched or pushed through it and I, it worked. I was back on the other side. It, the, it, I expanded back out. But I immediately became aware that I had killed the fetus that was to be my body. And I had a life review, just like near-death experiences describe where you become aware of the effect of your whole life. Right. I, I had that even though I was only there a very short time. And I became aware that I had caused the mother grief. And because I had piled grief onto her, I had affected her negatively, but not only her. I had affected many, many other people that the mother would then interact with. Right. Because and because of my fear. And I had all these great intentions. <laughs> you know? Right. You were getting but, so excited and prepared there, to go. When I got there, it was I just rejected it. And, and, so I, and yeah. you mentioned something that I just want to make sure it gets translated to, to our uh, Portuguese listeners. You had mentioned something to the effect of we have a life review when we arrive back in the spirit world after an entire life. You felt like you had the exact same thing when you came back, even though we were just some yeah. moments in a womb. Yes. Yes, I had still impacted the physical. So it was still important for me to understand how I impacted the physical. I was, I am, not was, but am responsible for that. Wow. Very well said. Incredible. So, because that was still me, you know, like I'm in a different life right now, but it's still me. <laughs> like, I'm, right. I'm responsible for that fear. To bring that responsibility to this day with you on some yeah. level, right? Okay. So then I, I could see that I had failed. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe failed is a bad word because from that side, you can see it's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> There's no right. true failure. And it's just like a big play. And but I could see very objectively that, wow, I have a lot of fear. I got to do something about this. So so I spent some time. And, and in, inevitably, by seeing objectively the pain and the grief you caused other beings, it's inevitable that you would feel sad about it also. Right. So sad is not quite the right word. Okay. Because from that side, you can see all as well. <laughs> um, you know it. You can feel it. But I was definitely objectively disappointed in myself. Disappointed. And I knew that I had, because I respected the other players so much. I, you know, the other players in the game of the physical life. I respected them and loved them so much that I couldn't believe that I had only made their journeys more difficult. I, I wanted to more go difficult. and help and, be, <laughs> and right. be positive, but I had made their journeys more difficult. And so I didn't want to do that again. So I spent some time in a place, a room that I can only describe as a veil acceptance simulator. Oh my God. Like, Let's like a, give our translator a yeah. chance here. Veil acceptance simulator. Yeah. <laughs> De aceitação do véu. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's a place like the way I experienced it, it was like being in a room with a pool, like a dark, this is just a metaphor. Sure. Like a dark pool and, okay. and you're like hung yes. over the pool and you get, you can get dunked underneath in the dark water and go deep down, but it's pretend. And so you nice. can cry uncle 
you can uh, ask to be let out. <laughs> like, okay, that's enough. Wow. And then they pull you out because it's just I, a simulator so that you can practice surrendering your power. You know, surrendering. That's extraordinary. What you're telling us is extraordinary. I know it's metaphorical, but it's very accurate in a way to help us prep, prep for it, right? Yeah, I, it helped me prep. But I can tell you right now that the real thing is a lot harder than the simulator. <laughs> Not the same. Um, it did help, but um, no, it's not the same. So okay, okay so to, so to continue my story, so they, so that I, I knew that I veil acceptance to, room. Yeah. So then I want. I knew I wanted to still do this. So they brought me this life, and this life was pretty good. It wasn't as appropriate as the first one would have been. The first one was like super appropriate. This one was pretty good, but it was good enough. Okay. Um, and so I reviewed it in, in vast detail. I reviewed millions and millions of possibilities of what either could so you or was likely to happen you in this life. carefully examined this new opportunity of life that was going to be given to you. For all the potential, yeah. for, me to review, for all the yeah. potential, like pitfalls and glitches and places where you could potentially run into some challenges, right? You're doing a very careful review of it, uh, yeah, an examination. Review, yes, but it's not primarily about events. It was primarily about what it would be like exactly to be this human, to be I Christian, see. to experience being this person. Got it. Exactly what it would probably be like, but it was okay. not predetermined. It right. was just, it was like a flow chart. Like if you take a tree and you lay the tree on its side and you start at the trunk and then you go out to the branches that you, you start where it's very well known what's probably going to happen. And as you oh. go out, there are many possibilities as to how the life might go some are that's very a really likely, great visual and for some us are to not like understand and the thing i think that, that actually yeah. before i just yeah. to quickly interject here christian i yeah. think this visual of the horizontal tree might help to answer a question that we have here from raquel because yeah. she asks in your experience wow. what is the extent of our free will in shaping our experiences, livre arbitrio, in shaping our experiences. Yes. So perhaps Huge. this tree <laughs> horizontally helps us to understand okay, as so, we go down. So the system has all the information. It has all the data. But the thing that is unknown is free will. And so what I mean is free will is, is, free. The, is the novel ingredient. It's the thing that that guides which path actualizes. So we actually free will is very, very important. Uh, it's not that everything is predetermined. It's only the context that is pre-chosen, not even predetermined, pre-chosen. I like so that. Once, the you, once you are born into the context, then you have to make choices. <laughs> so if you're born into a body, for instance, that has some limitation, now you have to live with that and now right. you have to make choices through that but through you're free that. you're completely free to make choices within that context you exactly. might you might not be able to change some of the context maybe even much of the context but actually Got we it. have more ability to influence our context than we recognize <laughs> we are very powerful that is true that is true uh, but anyway so we you're are there. We, we enter a context and then we make choices. Okay. So take us back to that moment where you're carefully examining this potential yeah. opportunity of coming to earth as the Christian we see today. Yeah. I, I find that comment funny as the Christian we see today because I didn't know that I would be this <laughs> Christian that I am at now today. Um, okay. So I reviewed millions of possibilities and I asked a lot of questions and I asked about certain characteristics for instance I asked if I could be intelligent in this life again because I knew that I had been intelligent in other experiences 
and it was a trait that I preferred. And they said, okay. yes, you can do that. And I knew that it was important that I be born a male, a man, just because the quality of being a man would help in a certain way for me to face this fear that I was okay. coming to deal with. I mean, I was coming for a primary intention. So it was important that I help set up a context that would give me a shot at succeeding. <laughs> right, you know? right. And I also knew that uh, my parents were very important. I knew, for instance, that my father would instill confidence in me. He would he would uh, make me feel confident. And that confidence would be very important for me to have a rock to stand on so that I could meet the fear when it would arise. Okay. And I knew that it was likely that in my 20s, in my early 20s, that I would be traumatized, that I would be crushed oh, by an experience so that would allow the this... fear to be re-experienced. Oh, I see. So then the context was that in your early 20s, you would come across somehow a traumatic event that would trigger this fear that you were yes you were coming to earth primarily to face and overcome yes and i i knew that it would be extremely hard <laughs> and i knew that i was going further out in one direction than i had ever gone before so i'm gonna mention a metaphor here that might help this is okay. just a metaphor but i think it might be helpful just okay. a metaphor, but, but important. Yeah, so okay. if you imagine that where you go between lives is like base camp, like the middle of a of base, like where you go back to rest. And then okay. you can go away from the base in certain directions so far. And this is just a metaphor. Okay, just a but metaphor. But, but imagine you go out into the woods. You go out into the, into the wilderness. And uh. maybe one journey you go one mile that way. And maybe the other journey, you go two miles that way. And then you integrate that experience. And it's like there are these little posts, you know, like I went this far and there's a little marker in the ground. And you do that in many, many, many directions. directions. Yes. And so in my case, this direction that I was going to go was one specific direction that I would be focusing almost exclusively on. And I would be going super far past the last marker. <laughs> past your last marker yes, or other last, people's last no, marker? My, my last marker. Your I, own. I so see. I would be basically not forcing, but I would be enabling myself to face something that was so much harder in that direction than I had ever experienced before. And, and just to just to uh, clarify the metaphor, in between each physical life, we come back to the spirit world, and that's the base camp in the middle. So yeah, in the metaphor, the base camp is your true nature. Ah, okay. It is total peace, true total nature. freedom, total joy, no pain, no harm, no limitation. So you journey out into limitation, into experience, and see how much love you can actualize and integrate there. <laughs> it's hard to explain though. It, we, so what we are, we are integrators of experience. I that's love that. Primarily integrators what, of that's experience. That's what we are. All Fantastic. of us on earth, we come to have experiences and to integrate them into what we are, to, to grow and to evolve through those experiences and the theme of love and fear is central to that process because when we can overcome fear fear is just one word it it encompasses a lot <laughs> but yes. when we can process fear and actualize love that is incredibly powerful so powerful especially here on earth because this place is super dense super extreme this is not the the easy class. This is no one here is on is vacation. Really far away. This is not vacation. <laughs> this is going really, really far away and seeing can we integrate that? Because wow. if we can do that, the expansion is huge. Yeah. Great it's a great metaphor. opportunity. 
Great metaphor. So um, did you also pick, you said you wanted to be male, you wanted to have this father that would instill you this rock of confidence. Were you able to also pick like your nationality, for example? Okay, so I didn't pick, I didn't pick the nationality or the parents in this case. They brought me a life that had certain parents, had certain nationality, had certain contexts. Nationality was not important. Okay. Not very important. I mean, it was important in the sense that I knew that I would be relatively secure, <laughs> you know, got it so that I could focus on the sphere. But it was um, it was just that I got to review the context, not not change this context. They gave me like it's like a package. Here's the package. What do you think? And then I could tweak certain elements of, you know, minorly change certain elements if I wanted and Perfect. one thing that I asked was I wanted to have a very small amount of memory this time. I said, I don't want to forget everything. I just want oh, to remember wow. a small amount. And they said, you can do that, but it will make this journey even more difficult. And I knew why it was because the contrast between there and here would be even greater if I had some memory of where we come from. Even though I asked that, still by the age of five or six, I, d I forgot <laughs> completely. I remembered up until the age of five or six. God. And the memory did not return until around the age 30. Perfect. Um, you just answered a question that my mother, Yara, who's watching, had. So Christian was able to remember until the age of six, five, six. Five or six, yeah. And then the memory came back spontaneously around the age of 30? Yes, and only after I had done a huge amount of healing and processing of this fear, and only after I had taken up a meditation practice. And when the memory returned, it was the most natural thing in the world. It was not wow. special, it was not unique. It was so like, oh yeah. <laughs> it was just, just like, like, I, was just I like remember leaves. what I had for lunch exactly. yesterday. Exactly, like what I had for lunch, <laughs> except uh, it was just like leaves being wiped away from the ground. It's like, oh, yeah, how did I ever forget that? <laughs> and, you know, I know why. It's because but the veil is very effective. The veil works. Now, it, it this this now that you're giving us the context of what you asked prior to coming, yeah. what you were able to tweak, and that at around the age of 30, it sort of revealed, you know, you remembered it magically again very easily do you think I the, say it was magic, the, the, yeah. well not magic but like yeah. it, it didn't there was an effort suddenly it just popped right. into your head again yeah, right no mm -hmm. um but do you think that the meditation practice was part of oh, allowing yes. you to remember yeah definitely yeah because um as we associate with our story and with the thoughts of that we repeat all day, our association with the thoughts and with the story contributes to the veil. It makes the veil more effective. So thicker. as we, yeah, you could say thicker. So as, as we meditate and become more and more familiar with what we really are, which is awareness itself, not thoughts, not the human story at all, not the human identity. Right. Then the larger parts of us can rise up all on their own very naturally. They're already there. It's just we had been looking away from them for so long. Right. You know, the veil is effective, but it's not a hard rule. Right. It's, a, it's organic. And the more we focus into the human life and associate with the story of the human life, the more effective it is, the more deeply right. we experience being human. Yeah, the, there's a writer, author that I love from the spiritualist uh, world named Carlos Pastorino. And he makes a distinction between personality yes. and individuality. Yes, absolutely. And the personality <laughs> is this three-dimensional story exactly. I am Brazilian, I'm a male, I am bald, I am this, I'm that. Versus the individuality, exactly. which is the immortal spirit that's exactly. the being, the yes. base camp identity, right? Yes. The personality, I, I, I use the same term, the personality, 
versus the soul or the the, the, versus the higher the self personality um, versus the soul we are not the personality the we are not the form we're not the male or female we're not the body we're not the story right. we experience those things we experience being those things there's a difference there's a difference between experiencing being them and truly being them right we just have seen we're, we're testing to see how far <laughs> deeply into it we can go how deeply can we really go into these roles that's what we're doing here in this reality is pushing the boundaries pushing the limits of how deeply we can experience separation i i gotta say christian i'm really happy to be hearing your perspective on this because the majority of the time that we are talking about spiritual subjects, yeah. they tend to go into a frame of religion, which okay. is very accustomed to using terminology of punishment, guilt, and yeah. things like that. And the terminology that you bring through your experience is more of a scientific experiment meaning there's no judgment, there's no guilt, there is no right or wrong. There's just experimentation. Trial there's and personal error. judgment, um, but there, yeah, but it's known that it is a play and that a play. it is known that we are in a very high contrast situation. <laughs> high contrast. And, it, yeah. and because it is very high contrast, there is a high potential for fear if we are not yet evolved. And so where there is a potential for fear, there is a potential for fear-based decision-making choices. And so that can be seen very naturally. And we judge ourselves in a sense. Um, not, it's, it's not a negative judgment. It's, it's more like, um, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It is a, an objective reviewing you know, it is a, um, it's a process of evolution. Right. And it is messy. <laughs> I mean, it's messy sometimes. Right, right. Sometimes messy. Um, I, I really hope that uh, your story can become known in the world, especially in my native Brazil, among my Portuguese speaking friends, because I would love for us to have more opportunities to speak with you in more length because I think we're just barely scratching yeah. the surface here and we soon have to disconnect. Mm -hmm. um, and I do hope that your book, A Walk in the Physical, which now I'm going to share in the Portuguese link, can soon be translated to Portuguese. Um, that would be wonderful. <laughs> well, would you like me to um, continue? Uh, with the, uh, yeah, with the story? I, I, and then maybe I there's time like, for a couple questions. Yeah, if we have questions, guys, please ask your questions now. We have another ten minutes with Christian. If you have questions, doubts about his life experience, yeah. this is the time to ask. But while uh, we wait for those questions, Christians, I wanted to ask you now yeah. that the book is alive now that the book yeah. is out into the public what does your spirit feel is the next step in this journey for you that's very difficult to describe the direction that i described i am now far out in the wilderness right now so i feel that distance and i am working to integrate it every day <laughs> That's the short version. <laughs> I can say that. Now the, the, the book, I needed to deliver it in a physical way. And it's okay if I step back now. Um, it, it will do what it, whatever it will do. Uh, it's simply a tool for spirit to use. I see. For the yeah. spirit. So, but in my own walk, I am integrating that distance every day. I miss home so much. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You miss the spiritual home so much, right? Yes. Yeah, it's very painful to how bad how much I miss it. 
I can imagine. If I, I, I am very thankful that I don't remember anything from the spirit <laughs> world because I would probably feel the same thing. Yeah. I already feel a lot of nostalgia as a musician, a violinist. And when I play sad classical music, it seems to comfort this feeling of longing that you're describing. I, but I can't really describe it in words. But I have a feeling it's connected to this place that I miss. And we are vibrational beings. So expressions of vibration on earth, we relate to like music and art yeah. and color. Um, this is not the only place those things exist. In fact, here they're very dulled down <laughs> by yeah. comparison. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the people that follow our channel um, are familiar with the books by the French man, Alan Kardec, who came in the 19th century and put together a lot of information that he received from spirits through very serious mediums all over Europe and North America. And it's like a blueprint of a lot of what you're describing. Uh, this information is, has really exploded in Brazil uh, primarily. And so there's a lot of groups of spiritists that study this information and find a lot of affinity with what you're talking about. So what I, why I'm saying all of this is that I'd like to make a pledge tonight to in any way, shape or form that I can be of help to you as you're going further out into this wilderness uh, that count on us here on Spirit Reflections as a resource to support you in any way we can spiritually, energetically, so that you can continue to break those milestones because I think what you're bringing to the planet Earth is of extreme importance to everybody, regardless of religious affiliation, yeah. belief, non-belief, because the fact of the matter is all of us were born at some point and they're going to die at some point. So yep. this is relevant to 100% of the human population. Yes, that is absolutely true. No, I, I think that that is um, a good segue to, I think, the most important message I can say. <laughs> I just think it's really important that whoever is listening tonight, please be reminded you are not just human. You are you. And you are having the experience of being human. In the bigger context, there is nothing to fear. There is I nothing at all to fear. We are beings of total freedom and total love and total joy. And that is your true nature. And you may be very deeply wrapped up in the pain and in the story and in the limitations. But you are more than that. And so if you can feel that even just a little, that's a wonderful thing because that will help us actualize our true loving nature in this place. That's what we're here to do. You know, we're here to be loving for each other. We're here to help each other. We're here yeah. to express and create and be our authentic selves and to overcome fear, not to live in constant pain, not to simply be overcome by the rigors of simply trying to survive. I know that's hard. <laughs> I'm not making light yeah. of it. I just want to encourage whoever is listening tonight that you are far, far more than just the little story you are experiencing Again, just, the, just the veil here right just, just the pain and the limitations and whatever you are a beautiful powerful spirit you are valuable and precious and you are loved you are so loved like each one of us is loved yeah. in a way that is universe shattering <laughs> like yeah. the love that gave birth to the universe loves you specifically that's Not beautiful. Yeah. You in, <laughs> the in, love in, that gave birth to the universe gave birth to you and loves lo you. Right? Loves you so personally and knows you so well. You are not alone. You know, and Absolutely. that we need to remember that. <laughs> it's to have the courage to follow our tr inner truth, our heart, and not let fear get in the way, right? Yes. And also, when Christian. fear arises, to not fear the fear. Process Don't fear it. the fear. Process. There you go. Fe feel what's within us. Yeah. Even if it's dark, it's okay. There's a question in the Portuguese channel. Yeah. And I think it's a very cool question. It says, how can we know if we are evolving 
in the proportion or to the extent that we planned before we came to this life? That is a very personal question. So there's not simply one answer. But one idea that's important to keep in mind as we process what we're here to process, our experience moves towards joy and freedom. And so our lives are a symbol, a, a mirror. When we live in love, we tend to live joyful lives. But when we are motivated primarily by fear, we suffer. When we associate only with the thoughts and only with the story, we suffer. So yeah. the feeling of your life, look around, be honest with yourself. What, what is your life experience? That itself will communicate to you how you're doing. And you know what? It's okay if it's a mess. <laughs> it's totally okay if you're miserable and it's a mess. Start there. Yeah. You know, recognize you have power right now to change it. You're not powerless. So just please feel empowered to, to, to know that you can look honestly at your own life. <laughs> it's what Christ said. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And that truth is not in any book, but it's right here in the being, it's, it's right? bigger than any form. So it's bigger than any book. Truth is freedom. Our true nature is totally free and full of joy and love. So when we are moving in the direction of the truth, we feel free and full of joy and full of love. If we feel not that, it means we have bought into a perception that is ultimately untrue. Yeah. I wish we had three more hours of this <laughs> conversation, but our translator Raquel's brains would begin to fry <laughs> and melt and come out of her ears. <laughs> I'm impressed at her ability to translate. <laughs> Me too. I'm so grateful that she's here with us bringing your uh, experience, the wisdom and everything that you need to share to another language besides English. And I just want to send you a big, big hug from the bottom of my heart and deep gratitude for all your generosity, for all of your sharing with us here around the fire, Christian, and that your book can reach as many hearts and minds in as many languages as possible so that it can liberate people to be their authentic selves while in the veil. Thank you. I hope that everyone that is listening is feeling some measure of who they really are so we can go all do it. You know, we're here right now. This is a great opportunity. <laughs> you know, just remember today is a precious opportunity. This moment is amazing. Use it, even if in a small way, use it. And here's the invitation, friends. Go to A Walk in the Physical by Christian Sundberg. Go to the book. Download it for free. If it's an electronic copy, you can copy and paste on Google Translate if you don't speak English and at least get some of it in Portuguese for now. Um, and may it inspire us to also write down our own journeys once we have the feeling the urge once we're compelled for it yeah so thank you christian yeah, thank you god so bless much. you in your journey i'm gonna put our closing vignette don't okay. go anywhere yet thank you everybody for participating in another episode around the fire on spirit reflections i'm fred govea and i hope to see you around the fire soon bye